0: Hey guys, we're using Poshmark and you should too. Do you have things that you don't wear
1: anymore? Poshmark is seriously the easiest way to make room in your closet, make some cash and also snag a bargain. It's the coolest reseller with the best brands like Lululemon, Nike Reformation and Gucci for up to 70% off. DJ Khaled has a closet and Serena Williams. Download the app today. Enter Podcast 10 when you sign up for $10 off your first purchase on Poshmark.
3: All right, welcome to another episode of the Christmas Cakey version of Talk the Cakey. Christmas Cakey? What the fuck? Oh, well, because we have uh, My Villain Academia, and the villain is Christmas Cake, so so talk the Christmas Cakey.
2: Okay, then. Christmas Cakey.
3: Well, well, because, you know, Christmas cake is when a woman's undesirable over 25, and when they're not married, they're oh. considered unwanted, so... Oh, my
2: God. You didn't know that?
3: Um, I've heard that.
2: Yeah, I have
3: heard that. Oh, oh no, that that's legit.
2: Turning away, let me turn back to my mic. Yes, <laughs> I've heard that.
3: Uh
2: <laughs> I mean I'm I'm used to being unwanted, so whatever.
3: Uh you're well, you're not female, so you can't be a Christmas cake. But uh I mean anyway, welcome to a Christmas cakey version of Talk to Cakey. I could provide the frosting.
1: Hi uh, <laughs> <laughs> get... oh, <laughs> <All right>,
3: Matt <laughs> Enjoy it be... This is my co-high. <laughs> Ethan, what's up?
2: Oh, man. Um, We're a little bit delayed because uh, I am working out now. I do boxing classes. And um, this weekend, uh, as you guys know, Matt and I are big wrestling heads. And I still watch mainstream shit. So this weekend for me was dedicated to watching SummerSlam and uh, TakeOver, Takeover Rampage. and Rampage. And so um, I'm not too far behind. We're a little bit delayed because we normally would start about an hour uh previous but i had to catch up on a couple things so we're not going to talk about uh Urameshi, unfortunately um we won't talk about uh boruto um like you know i know many people don't get it. Yeah, for,
3: for, for the old for the one person who's devastated motherfucker.
2: and <laughs> talk about uh to your eternity which today as we record is the penultimate episode um we will uh get back and we will talk about those uh next week
3: yeah, um man, one one thing we'll, i did we'll, want to mention we'll, we'll give eternity a proper farewell next week for the last episode i'm
2: curious because um I, can you look this up real quick? Because on my on uh, on analyst.co, um, it shows that the, 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 the episode dropped today, and it did. But there's no, like, info on when the episode is going to – the finale is going to drop. In theory, it should drop next week, but there's nothing that says that. And I was trying to find out when I saw it earlier today, when I saw that, if there was going to be some sort of delay or anything like that. Because, obviously, we still have another, at minimum, four weeks of the season to go. So I'm very curious on that.
3: Uh no, I'm looking now. It still says August 30th, but I could be wrong. It could change, but as of right now, it looks like it's still it's still the same. Hi. Well, uh, well, what? if we well if we don't talk about it next week, you'll know why. <laughs> Indeed. All right, but uh, despite Urumichi, I was going to say right away, it's great. Um, a lot of genuine from Urumichi. He has a heart.
2: Does he? Wow.
3: That's all I'm going to say, and there's an after credit for you, so don't skip it. <laughs> Okie dokie. All right, but uh, we're gonna we get to that. Um, we really don't have too much to talk about in, in terms of news. We didn't get any questions, so we're just—it'll be a nice, short, easy episode. Uh, we're just talking about the we seasonal hope. continuations. Ah, right, we'll, we'll 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 go a little bit in depth with some of this stuff just to make up for it.
2: I'm sure they love our in depth. Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> I mean, we all know fucking somebody who doesn't like them. Hint, hint. Marte. <laughs> fucking. <him. laughs>
3: No, that's fine uh we got a couple of continuations um i i've seen eternity he hasn't but um i, I will say that it's great wonderful i'm looking forward to the finale yeah uh nice and nice and into that arc in yeah. the way he needed to yeah i won't go too spoilery for his yeah. sake all right so let's get to Re- on, just yes or no question does fushi get some ass no Right, then that that that's is, that's is pointless, right? I agree. <laughs> Fuck,
2: fushi has gotta lose his virginity eventually,
3: right? Yeah, but not to Hayase. <laughs> you think Fushi like jerks off and jizzes? Like, yes, he's, he's a yeah, teen boy. Know. At this he doesn't know what that means, so no. Oh. Probably Hayase would have, would have taught him if he wasn't such a bitch about it. <laughs> Maybe Tonario teach him. Um, no. <laughs> 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 yeah, how it ended no
2: Oh man. All right.
3: Alright, uh but we are gonna get to Revengers first. <laughs> <laughs> uh I just for... did, I did watch it. We did oh yeah, he, he watched it this time and uh Mikey for Mikey.
2: Mikey he... went, I thought he was gonna go Super Saiyan bro and he passed
3: yeah, well, he got hit with a lead pipe multiple times. Again, he should have been dead. He oh, yeah. should have been fucking oh, dead. Oh, yeah. He's
2: got a major concussion. He's bloody fucking lost oh, yeah, a brain, lot of blood. A lot,
3: a lot of brain damage.
2: Yeah, some brain swelling probably, yep.
3: Uh, but let's talk about Baji. <laughs> bro, well, before that, let's
2: talk about Takamichi having some oh. balls, bro. Takamichi has bit. the biggest balls of the season thus far on him. Yeah. For for a
3: guy who just gets his ass kicked, like he's just running in, and they're all like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" and uh, just ignore him. Uh, one, I think one pushed him down, like stepped on him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, one, was, guy, one guy got, pushed,
3: run guy run got
2: choked out. One guy, when he was down on his knees, got, he kicked him in the fucking side of the head. That should have knocked him unconscious. Bajikun yeah, hitting him in the back of the neck should have knocked him unconscious. But, you know, and of course it was very nice. And I did like that where he called back and he knew, like, the future and he saw a dying Hina and he, like, said, nope, I'm not going to get knocked out. And he fucking gripped hard. He had Bajikun in a fucking waist lock and he gripped, like...
3: Oh, hold like, on, hold on. Before that, though, let's talk about Kisuke. Hmm. Fuck him. Fucking like he just comes in the very last minute before Monkey gets attacked, and he's like, "Oh, like we, we got it from here." Like this was his plan the whole time. As much as they, I hate, like Kasaki. he's very uh, trustworthy. Hey, he's a smart guy.
2: As much as I hate Kasaki, too, he's like the best looking character out of them all. Like that earring is sick. Those glasses are sick. The hairstyle—it's all sick. He's tan as fuck, nice as tan. Like he's like the nicest, like flyest looking character out. Oh of them. yeah.
3: Oh yeah, like, again, this was his plan to get the brownie points from Draken and everyone else. Oh yeah, he's the real hero here, (laughs) of Toman. Protected Mikey. I
2: wish wish Mikey could tell people, like, yo, I know what the fuck is gonna happen. Like, y'all, you're gonna be on fucking death row. This nigga's dead. This nigga's dead. This nigga's gonna take over. I don't
3: think Taki basically did that. I think he's gonna risk fucking it up.
2: Yeah, like, I would imagine, like, some, like, thing happens where he's like, doom, doom, like, uh, and he returns back immediately. No, like, that's it. He can't go back.
3: Yeah, or it's going to chase completely. It's going to be a lot worse.
2: I mean, shit, the way some of the things go down, I mean, how much worse can it
3: get? Right. Uh, but anyway, Kusaki does this to uh, get his little plan next, and then Baji Bajikun comes out of nowhere, hits him with the pipe, yeah. square in the face from behind, he knocks his glasses
2: Broke his glasses, bloodied his head. Yup, it was a nice savage ass hit. But Katsuki, you know, because uh, like every like everybody here can get punched in the face and fucking not absorb any type of concussion or brain damage, because you know it takes getting like fucking run over or shot in order to, to actually do something to somebody.
3: Yeah, and then uh, Chifu uh, tries to stop him. Like, hey, what are you doing? Like, I oh, know I'm. He was he was my main target the whole time, basically type of thing. Yeah. And then Takemichi's like, wait, hey, where's Kazutora? And then out of nowhere, nothing. Sh- Nothing personnel, kid. <laughs> Shapedboard <Shit. teleported> is <laughs> behind him. <laughs> he got rid of Baji. He stabs Baji, but it you wasn't what? fatal yet. But he's still like yet. he's alive. And then boom, the Now he blames Baji. <laughs> no, that guy's a fucking psychopath, bro. Like, dude, it's your fault the whole time. It wasn't Mikey. It wasn't Baji. It was your plan,
2: <laughs> bro. That guy's the type of guy to like get with a girl, beat the shit out of the girl, and say it's the girl's fault that she got beat.
3: Yeah. Um, like, oh yeah. The- it's uh, like, oh yeah, I got she he got this girl pregnant. It was the other person's fault. it yeah, was Draken's right. fault. <laughs> yeah, for her. he fucking got her, some bitch pregnant. <laughs> but you did it. Nope, it's totally Draken.
2: It was your chimpo. What do you mean?
3: Like literally, it's literally your DNA. Nope, he stole it.
2: You're a boy. Turkey baster. Oh, that's so gross. Uh,
3: I know. Uh anyway. <laughs> I have
2: a turkey baster. Somebody else's cum into my bitch. Like, what the fuck? Uh.
3: People are crazy. Uh, anyway, Takibichi <laughs> tries to talk to Baji. It ain't working. Baji's like, "I got this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck this guy up."
2: And he like, fucked up f- forty
3: nine motherfuckers by himself. By himself with a lead pipe. Yeah. And then once he gets to uh, Kisaki, he just collapses. Because like the the, the stab wound was like it's actually affecting him now. Yeah. He just collapses on his knees on the floor. I think he's going to die this time. He,
2: well, you know, they have a pension for fucking save and stab people. So
3: I, I, but I don't, I think
2: it'd be too cliche if they did it twice in a row. You know what I'm waiting for, honestly? I feel like though somebody's gonna get, somebody will die for sure in this arc, in this portion of the story. Someone is gonna die. I don't think it's anybody we think, I think it'll be someone else that's important. Chief. A- a- somebody yeah somebody else that's like important and that or somebody that is somewhat important that mikey didn't i'm oh, sorry not that uh Takemichi didn't know was gonna die like maybe chifu like you said
3: or um, the Kawada brothers
2: yeah somebody you know what i mean like uh maybe Payon, um yeah yeah or mitia or somebody you know what i mean so, somebody somewhat important but unexpected is instead of Baji will die. I don't know. Maybe, you
3: know, if kept hitting him, uh, he could have killed.
2: He could have dude. He he was ready to go. I mean, just let him be. He shouldn't have paused it, bro. He should just shank and then fucking die. And life would have been good. He could have shanked uh,
3: him through uh, the throat. No, had I, I, no, I would the Yeah, pipe. I would have just kept him beating him repeatedly with the pipe. Like, just, he got him down. Okay, keep wailing on the head. He would have been dead yeah. this whole like, thing. Bro, went over. Yeah,
2: like, dude, you already made the commitment. You already smacked 49 motherfuckers in the head with the pipe. Like, you got the guy that you wanted to fucking smack with the pipe directly in front of you. Try it, motherfucker. Like, all
3: right, whack! No, like, I mean, before he got stabbed, like, when he first hit him. Yeah. I would just I would just finish the job right there because everyone was unprepared. Mikey was unconscious. uh is out of the way. The guy, the his uh, fucking guys, the homies were not. Yeah, bro. He would just I would just done it right there. Go that and then run away like bye.
2: But you know anime, bro. If they, we all know fucking if something happened then, then the story it, would happen.
3: Not... I know it's a show. Dude. <laughs> I
2: know, bro. If Rain didn't die, fucking we wouldn't have had the fourth
3: ninja war. You know shit like that. The great coochie wars, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know about the Coochie Wars, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, that, that seems like a no.
1: <laughs>
3: look, look. There I was, back-to-back back with Jesus. Bible in my right hand, machine gun on the left. <laughs> Ready to blast these unholy thoughts of our divine selves. One minute later, I was out of both. I said, Jesus, I need a melee weapon. Never in my life has seen a mess throw a sandal so fucking far in my life. I killed 657 prostitutes that day.
2: With fucking yeah, it a, it, a
3: fucking chancleta. It went down as the great coochie was.
2: Bro, I'm telling you, bro, the chancleta is nothing to fuck with. Nah,
3: nah, nah. Again, we
2: digress. We digress, dude. Again,
3: the holy sandal Mexican Jesus. That's all you need to know. Oh. So much power in that sandals. The I, can hear the, I can hear the sound of Vashti clapping every time I close my fucking eyes. My power pole... Ed- my power pole exited her mouth. he will never be the same again. YAMETE
2: <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway. We're digressing for sure. This is where we're making a time because we're fucking fucking shit. Alright, let's keep on going.
3: Anyway. Uh, definitely definitely a good episode of yeah. Tokyo Avengers here. We'll get to see uh, how it all ends with Baji next episode, mm-hmm. and we'll see what he his his true intentions. I still think it's again to get to Kisaki to get to get him out in the open to kill him.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But again, a very great way to end it for that I episode. Talk, I hope Takamichi, Like I feel like
2: Takamichi may die too. I hope he loses his virginity before he dies. You think
3: he'll die at the very end? Didn't
2: shock me. Like it wouldn't shock me because it's like I feel like fate, you know what I mean? I, like someone I, I, has I, to die. I
3: feel like someone. it'll be the bro- I feel like it'll be the brother.
2: Maybe. I can see that.
3: Yeah, I definitely see what's his name? Yeah, Naoto. I see Naoto dying. I can you imagine if Naoto That way he and that way he can't go back to back then.
2: I feel like Naoto may be part of it in some capacity too. Like from the get go, as like a child.
3: He kinda has to at this point, right?
2: Yeah, like, maybe as a kid, dude. Like, he, later on, like, he joins the evil gang or whatever. Or Kisaki, like like, I don't know, fucking, like, manipulates him when he's, like, a, a kid. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know. There's so many possibilities. And that's what makes the anime so great, is that we can come up with these fucking random ideas. And they may be applicable. They may not be. But, you know, it, it adds layers. And it's it's really fucking cool. Uh, all
3: right. Uh, before we... We're gonna first we're gonna close off of our continuation with My Hero Academia. This was the big episode. My Villain Academia. Yep. This is the theme of our episode with the crispies cakey. And now it's uh, the real My Villain Academia. And yep. we are in for a tree, folks.
2: Yep. man, first off, I just wanna say that it's pretty sick that fucking Shigaraki's wearing his fucking family's hands. Right. On. That was that, that was sick and he threw up obviously when he found out like oh this is your mom this is your dad this is your brother this is your sister this is your best friend you killed your dog and then fucking all for one and the doctor just like he
3: yeah, like, I I can I cannot help but feel sorry for him a little bit I mean a got, little not fully but
2: I mean he's got a fucked up quirk you know what I mean you know in a way he's kind of got the quirk like the like the duke of death
3: yeah bochan yeah he's kind of got it like bochan where fucking everything well, his he touches, is, his is, hey. is more i think it's just anything <laughs> anything yeah, he, he touches But cool. well, he can control it in a way yeah 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 yeah, yeah oh
2: jesus yeah uh, man it's pretty sick it's regardless it's a pretty sick episode we get more backstory um with uh, like i guess like you mentioned like his childhood and how fucked up it is and how all for one manipulated him um we see uh what's it called, the All-For-One's doctor, the one who's performing the surgeries. Okay. First, with that surgery that we saw, and this is what opens up the, sto- the story as well, um, we see that in more gory details, um, the the power that he has. And we see a little bit of it when he's facing uh, um, uh, who we'll learn is uh, Gigantomachia, which is um, All-For-One's bodyguard. Right. And basically, he has to subdue him in order to gain more power. But you see a little bit of power. You notice how he like basically turns into mud and then comes back? Yeah, but um, my curious thought was was that operation? I'd imagine that was before Gigant Machia, right?
3: I would I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: So, because they basically did a, they did a flashback and then they they do a flash forward. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, regardless though, it's a very great informational episode. Basically, they have to fight Giganmachia, uh, All-For-One's bodyguard. He's a, a literal beast, fucking humongous. He lives in the forest. He was hidden yeah. um, before All-For-One uh was in custody just in case And he was told to wait for, for uh, Shigaraki But uh, Gigan Makia Basically sees uh, Shigaraki And he's like yo you're a bitch dude Like I'm not gonna follow you And he wants to kill him And so fucking they go on so these, like,
3: this, is, this is his test <laughs>
2: Yeah so basically they all go on these crazy battles And Gigan Makia Man you talk about stamina Whew, man. Right. <laughs> 48 hours and 44 minutes And then he passes out for 3 straight hours And then wakes up And he's like alright let's go again for another 48 hours <laughs> so basically Shigaraki and he also has a homing device for Shigaraki where he goes after Shigaraki. So basically the rest of the League of Villains, they take shifts uh, with Shigaraki to try and subdue him. Because, again, as we mentioned, in order for him to obtain more power, he has to basically make Gigat submit to him, make him like, you know, the, your bodyguard now. So um, they, they get their ass kicked. But, you know, tell me, uh, they t- uh, tell me our uh, fucking uh, Shigaraki. Um, he, uh, is doing well at evading and he feels he's getting more skilled because of this fight, but it's a slow fight. And then we learn that fucking, uh, we see the head of the liberation army and he has one of the heroes in custody and he's chopping off his fingers for torture, uh, Giran, right? I believe it was. Right. Garen, and so they have him in custody. He hasn't said a single word about anybody, hasn't revealed anything like real, he's a real one, and he's losing his fingers because of it. And basically, he pulled, they say he's got 116,516 soldiers, um, hidden soldiers across Japan, and uh, as part of the Liberation Army, and that they're gonna, you know, basically take them down. Um, and if they don't take them down, then they're gonna basically snitch on them to the heroes, so the heroes take them down. So you have a choice you can come and lose to us, or you can lose to the heroes, your choice. You have an hour. And so um, basically uh, uh, Shigaraki uh, comes up with the uh, idea to basically. All right. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention that throughout this process, when they meet the doctor and when they go different places, they're using all for one's transmission quirk, which is like the giant like fucking tar black tar. Yeah. That envelops them, so they're using that to transport themselves in different locations and such. So um he basically is going to use that to go to the city of Aichi, where the, the with Liberation Army is headquartered, and that's going to basically cause Gigant Machia to follow him to there. And we'll see the next episode what the fuck is going to happen. So
3: yeah, uh, we got plenty more to come. We got at least four more episodes of uh, from My Villain Academia. Uh, we cannot wait. <laughs> like again, this has a lot of promise.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is basically the one of the the most anticipated arcs of the entire uh, of the at- entire series, I guess. Both in the one of them, and in the and in the uh, the anime. So, um, very curious to see how this is gonna go. For all this shit talk that people have said about how boring the season is, you know, it's gonna end on a bang. So, can't wait yep. to see how that turns yep.
3: out. It's like it'll be the norm where the, it starts really, really, really slow and then. It kicks out like near the near the end of the race, as they say. Yeah, you know, I'm curious
2: because the the movie itself isn't canon, right? because they're never considered canon. No, um, I yeah. know that the um, the last movie that was in the United States, Heroes uh,
3: Rising,
2: Heroes Rising is supposedly set after season five. So it's basically in the summer after all this happens. We're in the we're in the winter. Right. So basically that movie happens in the summer um so i'm curious to where the new movie is going to take place because like i said this was done right. after the season so will this be a prequel to season six will this be middle of season six we don't know um yeah. i guess we'll find out later from people that are there but in any case
3: i don't know but, uh, honestly that how that movie ended was should be would be how it would end the series with uh, with that with bedoria and Bakugo with that power against all all for one
2: that would be great
3: the, yeah, that would have been the perfect way to end it. Ended. Like, he, like, awful one's gone, that one for all powers gone, just
2: yeah,
3: ended right there. That would have been perfect,
2: <laughs> yeah. But then Midoriya won't have any quirks, so just go back to being quirkless. No, that's fine, it. yeah. Like he, but he, then, but then he won't be the greatest hero
0: unless he, the greatest he, hero is that's B- the,
3: because... the fate. Like, he was the greatest hero, he beat the greatest villain, he ended on a high note, just and he's like content with it. He saved people, he probably teach people despite not having a quirk.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> I don't
2: know, it would be interesting. Good storytelling.
3: Oh, yeah. But uh, but since they did that, I don't see that ever happening.
2: <laughs> yeah, but we're going to see Madeira look like fucking Gran Torino at the end of the series.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah. Poor guy.
2: <laughs> Grandma Ochaco with fucking grandchildren everywhere and shit. He's,
3: she's the nurse. She's, <laughs> yeah, right?
2: she's the fucking nurse.
3: Yeah, that's funny. Uh, anyway, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll talk about our, uh, our summer seasons that we're watching separately. Uh, stay tuned.
2: Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is
0: your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan.
2: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
3: All right, we're back, folks. Go kikenya. Uh, hopefully you guys stayed. If not, fuck you.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
3: Anyway. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the summer seasons that we are watching separately. Ethan, as always, you first.
2: Because I have less. Yeah. Um Yeah. So I didn't see Boruto, however, I did see, based off the post that I made in our group, that uh, um, this is the Amado defection episode. So basically they have Amado and they're they're basically interrogating him. So I haven't seen the episode, I just know that this is the the defection and interrogation episode. Um, This was on the heels of him and Kashin Koji trying to kill Jigen while he rests, because he's only at 10% power. So we'll see how that goes. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'll probably watch that tomorrow, and we'll report back next week. Um, Tsukamichi... Uh another funny episode like usual. Um I mean the dude is just fucking OP as fuck. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's pretty goddamn OP. Um, I basically, I mean, for a lot of these because we recorded so late last week, I I basically told everyone what the what happened with these. So uh, right. Tsukamichi, that comes out every Wednesday. We're recording on Monday this time. We recorded on that previous Wednesday, so I already told you what happened in the last episode of Tsukamichi If you wanted to find out what that is, please go back, listen to the previous episode. You could hear me describe it in some detail. Um, Scarlet Nexus, same thing. Um, actually, no, Scarlet Nexus we recorded after the fact. So Scarlet Nexus, um, they basically escape. Uh, or yeah, basically Nagi comes and he's all fucked up and he, you know, he's like, "Oh, you guys need to escape before they do do to you what they did to me." And Yuito wants to save Nagi and he can't. So uh, as you know, they're trying to like discuss this. A bunch of others come out the woodwork and Nagi buys them time and um, they escape. And so Nagi manages to kill all the others, but he's all wounded and fucked up. So the scientists they come to and they take him and they start experimenting on him, and he continues to be tortured meanwhile yuito um basically is um under suspicion now because that was a state secret lab that he wasn't supposed to find out so his brother who's now the acting basically director since his father was killed um, and some of the higher ups basically want to dispose of the unit because they weren't supposed to find that out But the general basically buys them time and says you listen as long as you don't stick your nose in your business Then you'll be fine. Just keep your head low And uh, but everyone knows now like, you know his, Yuito and his team are starting to see the stuff that karen and kasane see and so um, the end of the episode is pretty powerful because the end of the episode shows um Oh, actually, before I get to the end of the episode, the other part, which is actually the more important part of the episode, shows Kasane and, and her team breaking into an other facility, um, and they, they manage to speak to uh, to Naomi, and they see Naomi in other form, and basically she has to continuously take those shots that, um, that turned her into another in order for her to keep her consciousness. They wear out every couple hours, and so she rampages like a normal other, unless she gets the shot. So they have a, an emotional reunion once they find her, but eventually the the meds wear out and as she's going to attack Karen comes and you know with his teleporting ability gives her a shot and she passes out um and they discuss like what's going on um before they con- they basically pledge full cooperation one of um uh what's it called uh subordinate's ask Karen a question i forget what the question is right now but he asked her uh, she asked him a significant question and they don't tell you uh, the answer like you see him mouth the words and it goes mute basically and then their faces go lit at the same time at the end of the episode um after yuito and their group find out that they're in the clear as long as they keep their nose out of uh, out of business they're not supposed to be in um an mp basically gives yuito um the medicine that he was supposed to receive from the doctor um in the previous episode so when he opens up the medicine it's the same cartridge that turns people into others so basically not only are they using it to turn the people into others but they're also using it most likely to psychologically affect um or psychologically control the the the, the recipient of that medicine so um interesting stuff that that goes as that goes along um let me see million lives uh just caught up on that today that was a good episode we basically see the sixth person um is an american named glenda um she speaks fluent japanese and she also speaks english so we, so we get some japanese english if you, you ever you have to listen to that it's pretty funny but in any case um basically they she finds out through online uh c- circles uh, of an isekai world and one of the people who tells her that is uh yuki um i think that's her name yuki um no, i'm forgetting the bitch's name because she's one of those side characters not really all that important uh what's her name uh yuka sorry yuka so Yuka basically online tells – that she basically tells of, of her adventures. And so she is tasked by the, the white girl, which is basically the little girl who is in control of everything and knows everything, uh, to make a movie that basically describes their actions to see if they can find more people and they can share their experience and whatnot. So the, the first part of that is basically them um, in that uh, they make the movie and they post it and it's him and Yuka – it's him, K- Kusue, and uh, Shindo and everyone else. And basically, uh, Shindo says, like, oh, I want to get paid, because I'm an amateur model, and, uh, Jotsuya is like, hey, I can't pay you, like, the fuck, I'm poor, and so, you know, in a really, like, kind of, like, sexy, cute way, she goes, listen, I just want you to be, like, more real, I just want you to be your real self with us the same way you are with other people, because she notices that, um, in the game, to the NPCs, as well as in real life, to his, like, people that he's cool with, like, he's very friendly, very outgoing, but he's really cold and callous and a real fucking dick to, to Shindo and, and the gang, um, um, and really selfish So she just wants him to be like normal And so that's the deal that they come across So they go into um, <clears throat> the, the next quest The next quest is they have to save a village uh, From certain doom And they have 30 days to do so um they get there and they go to ask uh Kavel-san for uh advice um they find out and they see her daughter who's all grown up and they find out 17 years have passed since the last time they were in the, in the game and kavos passed away um the daughter does her best helps her out sends them on their way they end up finding a little like they end up in the jungle basically trying to find this village and they find out through a little girl who ran away from the village that the village is on top of a monolith and so um, they try to help her out. They gather supplies. They make camp basically in this like little like house area in the middle of the forest. And the episode ends with the girl's father looking like a zombie with a snake in his head. And he's missing an arm. And uh, he's going to attack them. So that was uh, pretty interesting. This season, as far as I'm concerned, is definitely really more – it's definitely stronger than season one. Um, perhaps just because we have that build up already. But I, I just like the themes of this season. It's going pretty well as far as I'm concerned. And then um, finally I'll end with Slime. Slime. slime is fucking great we finally get the battle um we see basically um the, the 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 ogres the ogre team and the beast keepers they get the drop on the fucking enemy easily defeat them and so the three beast keepers are tasked with you know fighting some of the significant people so um one of the beast keepers faces the two clowns um one of the beast keepers uh fuck i forget who they face somebody i don't know somebody else like i forget nothing too crazy and then the third beast keeper the strongest beast keeper goes after one of clayman's fingers and um it's a very tight battle, tight battle, but very back and forth. And then um suddenly, as he's about to get an advantage, Gabta who was sent, who was sent over by Benny Maru. Um comes out of the fucking shadows and fucking easily or easily blocks this fucking attack. And so they're like, What the fuck? So the finger attacks, and I forget his name, but the finger attacks Gabta with some magic, and Gabta pulls out fucking magic and stops the magic. Gobta now is OP as fuck. Um, And we find out basically because of Remu's ascendance to Demon Lord. Um, those around him, personally, all as we saw previously in the previous episodes, they all received the special gift. Apparently, Gobstas is fucking magic or something. Uh, Benny Morrow becomes, like, an all-seeing general, where he understands and he knows enemy strategies and all that shit. Like, it's called, like, I don't know, like, all-seeing eye or some, some shit like that, or water, I don't know. But he basically becomes an all-seeing general. Um, and so, the episode ends, basically, with the fight being a one-on-one Gob backs out, because he's like, oh, you basically broke the rules, because they said they were going to fight one-on-one, so he backs away, and they're basically going to continue to fight one-on-one. One between the beekeeper keeper and the finger. So um good shit as a whole. Um we are now heading into we did get a confirmation that this week starts the walpurgis arc. Um and so oh and one more thing I forgot to mention in, in that episode, we see the a uh, couple of the, of the of the demon lords um they're starting to slowly figure out um, what's going on in terms of Clayman basically manipulating Milium and um, and basically being the cause of this whole thing, especially since he's the one that called the, the Walpurgis. And so they're starting to figure out details, but they still don't have the full gist of it because they don't understand how OP Rimaru is. They don't understand how he has Veldora. Like, they're still very important pieces that these people who are starting to figure out the story don't have so it's going to make the revelation to them even better than what it is so um it's going to be good shit for sure um like i said the Walpurgis arc starts next tuesday which is tomorrow so i'm very much looking forward to that um and seeing how that develops into you know that final basically second half of the season and uh yeah good stuff so uh that's it for me buddy
3: all right, uh, before I do mine, I just want to wish a special happy birthday to Miyake Kenta. Uh, he voices Ice Ruler in Overlord, uh, Jirobu in Naruto, Scar in Fulmer Alchemist Brotherhood, Mohamed Abdul in JoJo's Part 3, and of course, All Might in My Hero Academia. Mm. So, of course, I just want to wish him a special happy birthday here on Talk to Keiki. Tanjoubi Emeritou Gozaimasu! Alrighty, let's get let's get my shit out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, episode six of Nighthead Head Twenty Forty One. Uh, this was definitely the better one. Uh, what you call it? What's that brother's name? I get I got it mixed up. Uh, Naruto, mm-hmm. uh goes with the goes to the rebels to the news station. Say, hey, you're gonna go here to show off your psychic powers around mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. world. Like they need to see that we're real and they're torturing people in these camps. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
3: These psychic people. So. uh... Before Nato goes on there. Um, his brother, Noya, tries to warn him that there's a fake. Like, there's a guy, there's a double agent there in, in the group. Mm-hmm. He's like, shut up, you're going to get killed. Like, I'm going to shoot you if you t- open your mouth one more time. And it turns out he was right.
0: There was mm-hmm. a double
3: agent. So the police were there. They shot everyone. They shot all the... Bang, bang, uh, motherfucker. Yeah, right, right on national television in this news. Oh, it sounds like America. That sounds just like America. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Naoto runs away, and Takuya starts to chase after him, mm-hmm. while Yuya was at the base where the rebels were beforehand to get, uh, no- Noya. Mm-hmm. So, we were gonna have a brother-brother type thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And while all this is going on, this is apparently Shoku's plan, the this essential being that, uh, the one I talked about last week, mm-hmm. how to get these bros together. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to a to plan to with the mystery of this girl. Mm-hmm. But, um... Uh, but during the part but uh during the chase with Takia and Naruto he's asking like hey where are my parents so mm-hmm. cuz uh in the in their mental image they saw the Kirihara brothers with uh the Kuroki's parents mhm
1: and mm-hmm. then
3: Naruto's uh, like I don't know who your parents are type of thing
1: mm-hmm.
3: but basically there it seems like there was an image planted in the Kuroki's brothers heads that the Kirihawa brothers took them when they really didn't mm-hmm. Mm. so now they're like so now they're manipulated but they don't believe the Kirihara brothers
1: mm-hmm.
3: so it leads to this big fight with Naruto and Takuya and this fight was great for in terms of a psychic battle mm-hmm. uh, you see Takuya using this psychic ability like oh yeah you cops are using psychic abilities like fucking hypocrites basically and you're an amateur compared to me so I'm going to show mm-hmm. you how it's done and then does that but eventually Takuya fights back like he gets his power out of nowhere and just like blasts him away in this parking mm. garage and while that's going on uh noia is using his power like he, this big glowing light that surrounds them, them mm. and, uh, i forgot the girl's name that's with them but uh basically the kirihara bros vanish from where and from their location so you don't know where they are right now mm. so the the croaky bros are looking for them in both of these locations like the warehouse and then this parking lot and then they're nowhere to be found so mm-hmm. that's where the episode ended and again i still have some issues but this was definitely a better episode especially in terms of the action scenes
1: mm-hmm.
3: for this for this one so so yeah unfortunately it gets to stay <laughs> good for you mm. you get a fucking cookie uh next one uh my life is a villainous all roots lead to doom x uh, we get an episode on one of the guys in the harem, not bas- not mostly Baccarina. This is about Nickel mm-hmm. uh, talking about uh, arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and um, the, even the father's like, you know, you, you don't have to do this type of things. Like, if you don't like them, then no then no problem. Like, he's being this supportive guy. Mm-hmm. And, but Nickel feels like in his head that he has to because of his age and then like he needs like a noble family. Because mm-hmm. he knows going to date Mary Baccarina is useless, is pointless because she's engaged to uh, Dorado. Mm-hmm. So he has his piles and piles and piles of folders of all all these girls that want his dick, that want his money, mm-hmm. that want his noble name. And <laughs> and then, one by one, Nickel just does not want any one of them. Eventually, he meets this one girl. I forgot her name. He's like, oh, I'm only... Here just to make my parents happy like i know how i like kind of like, like how you're faking it right now type of ordeal hey but um uh, but before all that though um sophia uh nichols brother uh she's the one that wants him with baccarina but she also gives him romance novels to read type of thing like mm-hmm. hey because she loves she loves the romance novels so it makes mm-hmm. her happy and he likes seeing her happy so okay i'll read them for you type of thing and he's not telling Sophia about the arranged marriages because she doesn't want her, he doesn't want her to freak out, type of thing. Because mm-hmm. he knows she wouldn't want him to do it. But anyway, during that, uh, Nicholas starts talking to this girl and they hit it off, they hit it off pretty well, like the nice, normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicholas explains how he feels about Bacarina, and uh, with this girl, Bacarina is in her, uh, magic academy ordeal like the magic the magic academy type of thing where Bakarita mm-hmm. wants to go because she doesn't want to get married right away
1: mm-hmm.
3: so um it's like oh yeah nice girl and all that type of thing and then she's like just be yourself type of thing everyone's just like even though serious in the beginning like just be yourself like don't lie to yourself type of thing and then later on eventually Nicole will tell his dad that he doesn't really want to marry right now like he chooses not to It's like you know that's fine like i I honestly did not want you to like don't Mm -hmm. feel don't feel you're obligated don't feel you're forced to Mm -hmm. just be happy type of thing Mm
1: -hmm.
3: so yeah like he's so basically the family's in no rush Mm
1: -hmm. and then
3: sophia eventually finds out about this it's like do you know how and she asked she told do you know how dad met mom the mom was engaged to someone and then the father took it took that took that girl like they fell in love.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So it's kind of oh. like how, like there's a chance where he could do the same to bagarita, to Gerardo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that type of ordeal mm-hmm. says so like, stop trying to think about like actually think about what you want type of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so that's plenty for him to think about. So I like that it was just a one character focus ordeal. Especially with Nickel. I like Nickel. He's probably one of the my favorites in the male side, except for Alan. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought I thought it was cute. I, I get the plenty of development from the one guy, which I thought that was needed. I like seeing stuff like that. So I don't know if we'll get it from the other characters. But uh, we will find out. Um, I don't know where the conclusion is going to be, though, because I feel like the, there's like almost no plot at this point. But there's still a lot of cute moments at the same time. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, moving on. Sunny boy. <laughs> this one puffed for me. It's like, damn it, this is good. It's... I'm going to keep it. And, uh, Sudasan, uh, not, the guy that voices Namio, that voices one of the characters, the, the new character in this. Mm-hmm. He voices, uh, was basically, uh, you know how I said they were separated type of thing? hmm Where Nagara and all that, they're separated from the class that wants to kill them? hmm Uh, anyway, um, While that happened, they found this uh, theater room and all the stuff that happened involving them. And with uh, Mizuho, when she got back to them, like uh, Rajani and Nagara and Nozomi type of thing, there was a there was a black dog with them called Yama. His name was Yamabiko. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And what happened was uh, this dog talks. And he says, like, how long he's been in this area. He he's been there for 5000 years. Mm-hmm. Time's at a standstill, basically. And then uh, he says, how long have you guys been here? Like, oh, eight months. Okay, so that means you don't have a lot of time left. So I'm guessing you have a year to find a way out, or else you're stuck here forever. Ooh. That type of thing. So um, while, while while they're in this uh, movie room, they're seeing this film, all that, and said, Nagar, use your power to like see if anything changes while we play this film. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it does a little bit, and they feel like uh, with Nozomi, who like who likes "quote unquote" sees the lights. Uh, he's like, maybe we have a way to get out of here, and then people like Hoshi and all that uh, decide to join them in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just by Hoshi talking to someone in their head, they, No, no, like the, the, this, mm-hmm. is, this is this was someone that like planned all this, and she's like, okay, we'll we'll go with that, and then. You see them like teleport like the like this group while um what you call it? Uh Aki Sensei, that, that was that was the teacher's name that want that was like cause and intention.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And then um what you call it, uh Yamabiko's like, why is she here? It's like uh people that cannot go adrift in this are like basically only the school and the students are allowed to so why is the teacher here? Mm-hmm. Like they're not supposed to be here.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So now, that's something to think about for the next episodes. <laughs> like, how, like, how, like, how did she get here? And why is she so uh, bent on saying they, they cannot leave?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But eventually, we get a white flash. Um, you see... i trying to figure out which one it was. Uh, Nozomi, you see her in the school. Like, they're in class. But she cannot touch the students. And then Nagara was the same thing. And it's like, basically, it's another timeline now.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: So those students are dead. Shinderu. Yeah, like, like they were, they're dead in this world, this timeline. That's wild. And you see this old guy. He's basically God in the show. (laughs) Because you saw him a little bit in the beginning. And then you see him at the end, like, nice try type of thing.
2: Gotta be quicker than that.
3: Basically, it's like, <laughs> like like you need to figure it out better than this type of thing. And now it's like this was like a lot of development. Uh, I'm sl- this is one of those. You- this is one of those shows that you really have to pay attention.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like if you don't, if you don't like even just turn away for like a minute or two, you're probably going to miss something. Basically, every scene, every world they were in, everything about those characters—it's vital. <laughs>
1: it's
3: a mind fuck. Exactly, so stuff like that is making me appreciate it more like this, this, pro- this will probably be my favorite in terms of mystery because there's there's an actual mystery
1: mm-hmm.
3: but I gotta see how it ends before I actually give it that like it might, be, it might not be a favorite anime but like, again yeah, in terms of a mystery genre I might like it in, in that regard <laughs>
1: mm-hmm
3: so let's see how long they can actually keep that going because I'm very excited to see where that leads all mm-hmm. right uh, closing all for me of course case study Venitas mm. <laughs> uh, I I will never get enough of this <laughs> It is so good
2: <laughs> sexual blood sucking
3: yeah. oh, I didn't get I didn't get that this time
2: no 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 Aww. so you didn't get a chub
3: Ah, oh, I didn't get a job.
2: No job. Damn.
3: Uh, fucking Vanitas is being smug, though. Hey. Like, he's very smug. Uh, anyway, uh, what you call it? Vanitas uh, and no, or at, are at uh, Lord Uncle's house mm-hmm. to, like, discuss the matters of what's going on, what happened with the charlatan.
1: Mm-hmm. Then Venus
3: is like, hey, I'll help you, but I need something in return.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's
3: like, what's that? I want to meet the queen. Someone that's been missing. No one has seen her. Is she dead? Di- is she cursed? Is she dying? Why are you guys being so defensive about this type of thing? Mm-hmm. And this pissed off Lord Uncle. Like he wanted to murder him. And then it led to uh, what's that kid's name? <laughs> yes, uh, Luca, the the young boy. That's like the that's like the the royal. You find out he's like a royal power, like like a duke, like next to the queen.
2: Let's call him a young boy.
3: Yep. The young, the young boy, Luca. He's a kid, basically. Huh. But uh, Luca, like, stops Lord Uncle from killing Vanitas and no, right then and there. And then is like, I don't, I'm not helping you. I'll leave. <laughs> leave and never come back. Get the fuck out of my sight. That ordeal. And then it went to like finally leave and then he got disappointed Lucas' like the fact that you stopped me is like you you're believing Vinitas.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: so he's like they like, tell me where is your loyalty really lie type of thing and then uh, you see you see Luca with the queen like you see like have a she has like a black arm type of thing
1: mm-hmm.
3: so on top of that like they go away and then uh and now Vanitas and Noah are by themselves trying to think of sorry i was i've been trying to process everything too much to talk about folks too yeah. much at, too much out of it eh? and i'm dying the coughs swallow bro swallow ah no never
2: <laughs> oh you're spitter that sucks
3: uh, i don't do that period <laughs> it, it fucking feels weird in your mouth let me tell you oh no how oh, was cracked up to be It's like a fucking mushroom top. Oh no. There you go. Spoilers, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Gag. Gag. Oh (laughs) my (laughs) god.
2: Bro, can you imagine I'm doing these gag sounds and someone's listening to this in their fucking car in the middle of traffic
3: shit? You would you would be great for the ASMR stuff that people do for audio.
2: <laughs> I dude, that's one of my favorite things to go to sleep to. Like I just love it. Just I li- I, I, listen to ASMR chiropractic and ASMR haircuts. And that shit really? is fucking Yeah, bro, like um, uh, what's it called haircut Harry? Great for ASMR haircuts. Um, uh, Doctor B, uh, Doctor Brett Bender on um, on YouTube. Great for um watching great chiropractic videos, and they are in ASMR fashion a lot of the times. So good shit out there. Random thing if you guys want to relax.
3: Yeah, I Actually, might be doing that for my typewriter.
2: <laughs> oh, really?
3: Yeah, I have a typewriter, so I'm gonna actually might wow. use that for some type streams. <laughs> Just listen to us softly like this. Yeah, I'm sure. There's definitely eighteen plus ones. Suck my blood really good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it works for here. Uh anyway, the fact that uh Suck it like your French girls. Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop now?
2: Yamete <laughs> <laughs> <Guess that. laughs>
3: <Guess that.
2: laughs> Yes that Yes <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs>
3: Oh, uh, they're like, okay, now, Noah of in are back in the human world. Like, well, that one. We got kicked out. Yeah. And now there's a, like, well, I'm going to go save more vampires in the meantime until so that pussy calms down and must be, mm-hmm. wants us to come back. And then uh, they go, like, okay, there's a mission of, there's missing vampires. So I need to go help, go, help find them, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. Uh, they're in this cathedral type thing with the paladins. Mm-hmm. So they sneak in, it's uh, is it a funny moment. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. they get lost in there, mm-hmm. and then we meet this guy. His name is Laurent, not Laurent from uh, Great Pretenders.
2: Ah, oh, man.
3: And he's like, he's like this happy, bubbly guy. He's like, nice to meet you, and all that. How'd you
2: meet He's
3: like, how'd you guys get here? Oh yeah, we're from we're from the Paladin too. We just uh, got lost. Oh, what a coincidence! I'm lost too. It was like, but you you work here, right? Yep. And I'm lost too. That type of thing. It's so mm. like oh, okay, uh, follow me. I'll get you out of here. Mm. And it was a trap. <laughs> he gets a uh, he gets them knocked out. It's a like, trap. Oh. Yeah, like aha, I do it. You guys are vampires. Well, I'm gonna kill you now. <laughs> and that's where the episode ends. <laughs> mm. And then it's like, damn it, another cliffhanger. I just want more. <laughs> so that's what she okay. said. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I, also, Venus is doing great in the anime trending polls. Still number one for characters, episodes. Uh, they didn't get ship. Uh, I, that was uh, still, what'd you call it? Uh, remake Our Life. Mm. Uh, let me see where they were. Let me see the placements. Uh, Venus and Janine were number two, <laughs> while Aki and Kyoya were number one. <laughs> Man, you know,
2: it. I, I can't wait. To, we should talk about it first. Let's talk about it after our commercial break. Let's talk about a Remake first.
3: Oh right, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I am done here. So let's go take this commercial break. And then we'll get back. We're going to finish off with the stuff we are watching together. Stay tuned. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you
2: can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Tadayma, minasan!
3: I heard you the whole time. I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> Alexa, make his pussy red. <laughs> hey, good thing I have my speaker off. <laughs> Damn, it. sorry. am sorry. Uh, all right. Well, now we're going to talk about the stuff we are watching together. And upon Evans' request, we're going to talk about Remake Our Life first. <laughs> It's back. Thank the Lord. Yep. My uh, favorite. Let's, my favorite let's, of the season. Let's talk about it.
2: Man. So, I love this episode. It's, you know, I don't know. There's so many different layers to this. And what, the reason why I wanted to talk about this first is because you just mentioned about the couple thing. um, And you mentioned uh, Shinoaki and Kyoya. and Yeah. <sighs> Part of the episode is basically um, Nanako, you know, confronting Kyo- Kyoya herself indirectly, but enough for him to realize what's up, and basically tell him, like, "I'm not gonna lose," and I'll yeah, get to he's that. A, in a second.
3: He's being oblivious a little bit, then, he,
2: huh? he, but at that point, when he he realizes it, at that point, when yeah, he, and it's I don't know, man, like it's tough, and then with the revelation that he doesn't even look at these girls in that way,
3: yeah. Man, He's, and, he doesn't want to ruin the project. He doesn't want to ruin the project.
2: And you know what I think? I, I think he's going to end up... And this is my theory now. As much as I love Shinoaki, and as much as Shinoaki a little itchy, um, which I love, I think he's going to end up with uh, Kanasegawa. Ico Iko, yeah. I think he's yeah. going to end up with Iko, dude. And like you could tell, because Iko it's funny he goes to eco about this advice and she goes well which one do you like and she's like he's like i don't like either of them i just want this project to be a success and it gives her hope because she's fighting her feelings for him she's the last one basically to come to and yeah. the other reason why I wanted to bring that up why i love this episode is because of the fact that in a way like kyoya is the games mc without all the edgy shit he's right. the games mc where he has a, a mini harem and he has to choose between the women. And I'm curious to see how they're going to yeah. do this.
3: And I love how they talk about it like near the end of the episode with uh, Suruyuki and talk like, hey, like I'm, I'm writing this part now, basically.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, um, I really hope there's more to this season because there's no way they can finish this like by the fucking by, in 13 episodes. I just like they can't and i really hope i really 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 hope there's a second season how is the light novel still going or how much is light no do you know the light novel or whatever it is manga light novel
3: while you're Um, while you're talking
2: yeah so while matt does that let me just recap the show basically so uh again remake is back episode seven begins um light novel still going light novel still going all right good dude i can't wait oh um now that i just said light novel Real quick, let me revert back in terms of a brief pick uh, piece of news um volume six of uh he- he's a hero their manga light novel is coming out uh I think in the end of, toward the end of September yeah but,
3: yeah that's the last one
2: that's the last one,
3: yeah Higi hero is over over
2: yeah, but so then did we see the end or no
3: yeah we saw the end of the anime.
2: but is that end the same end in the light novel yeah, oh shit all right never mind.
3: Yeah, yeah, like it's been out, but now it's being published as, as a book. Yeah, being, yeah, that we're getting out. but yeah, we got that, we got that exact ending.
2: All right, well, my bad. Yeah. Um. Well, hopefully we learn more. In any case, I digress. Sorry about that, guys. So basically, um, the episode begins with the with the explanation of uh of uh Suga- uh fiance. We find out they're childhood friends, and that um, what's it called? They were basically uh. Uh, what the fuck is the word um it's a a arranged marriage uh between yeah, by the families pair. and uh the girl genuinely likes Shiyuki, but and he likes her but not in that way um, and so, basically, throughout the episode, she's trying to push him, she's trying to push him, she's forcing himself on her, feeding him, trying to have sex with him, like, trying to bring him back, because he wants, basically, she's there to bring him back home to the life that he's supposed to have, where he's supposed to study to be a doctor, he's supposed to be with her, and he's supposed yeah. to have a comfortable life, and throughout the episode, like, he's combated because he's really committed to this, and we find out at the end of the episode, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, so, um, Again, you know, this, is, this whole thing happens. He explains to, to to Kyoya what's going on, and Kyoya's like, oh, well, you know, she brings us nice, like, you know, spices and shit, so we don't mind, whatever. But um, basically, the whole task is they're on winter break now, and they're focusing on the project, focusing on the project. Um, it's getting—they're getting good they progress. They have a release date, for which is April, and, um, you know, they're doing really well with the project, and— Throughout this as well, uh, we see, as I mentioned previously, the the interactions between Nanako, uh, Shinoaki, and Kyoya develop more. Um, we see a funny, etchy scene basically with Shinoaki opening fucking uh, Kyoya's legs and like, you know, s- inferring some shit. And is embarrassed, like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, I'm talking about your thighs. And he's like, oh, yeah, the thighs. Uh, after he basically, she's confused about a sex scene uh that she's seeing so um that was pretty funny and and again uh nanako's struggling because of the fact that she really likes kyoya after all that he's done for her um there's a part where she's struggling in her thing and he's there comforts her and says then no problem we'll get this done like whatever and so um uh, nanako hugs him from behind and as uh he's embarrassed she's like nope she's like don't say anything don't move just let me recharge for a second i need this and he's like
3: feel my breasts on your back
2: yeah, and he's getting like you know he's getting flustered, and she's like, "All right, I feel better." And then he starts thinking back, um, about it, and basically, also they, like I said, they do the same thing as they see, uh, Suriyuki's, uh fiance feeding, uh, feeding Suryuki. Um, they try to do the same thing with Kyoya. They try to feed Kyoya different things. They sit next to him, and Kyoya's is slowly realizing what's going on. Like he obviously knows Shinoaki likes him because of the fact that they've kissed, and she's yeah. he's now slowly starting to realize what's happening with with um with uh what's it called with nanako uh, meanwhile he's also you know going with talking with Kanasegawa about the project and things like that um they have great chemistry between them of course he knows who kind is going to turn out to be since he realizes everything and so they've always had a great connection they have like this thing so um i think like i said as i alluded to previously that that's going to develop big time but in any case the episode continues and um they're in the uh, Nanako and Kyoya are working together in, in the convenience store and he's starting to realize everything. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to go fill the drinks. So she gets upset and she goes to him and she starts doing the drinks too. And she puts her boobs on his head. And she goes, The first time I did this, it was a coincidence. This time I mean it. And he, uh, Kyoya realizes what's going on. And before he says anything, uh, Nanako's like, I won't lose. And then walks away as a customer comes in to, to tend to the customer. And so he goes to Kanasegawa, asks for advice. Kanasegawa basically says, "Like, Listen, you know, in any other circumstance, you're an asshole because you're leading these girls on, but I understand why you're doing it because you want the project to flow and you want it to be a success. So for now, just continue to act stupid. And once this is over, you have to be forthcoming with them in terms of what you want. Uh, And so this helps Kyoya and he's able to move on. Uh, meanwhile, um, Kanasegawa is, you know, she's still trying to find herself, I guess, throughout this, which is a very subliminal like thing that's going on in the background. So, um, I'm very much looking forward to how she embraces her feelings for Kyoya. and I think now going forward, I kind of want to see Kanasegawa and fucking and um and Kyoya go. The episode ends basically with the fiancé of Tsuriyuki more or less abducting Kyoya and bringing him to the docks. Kyoya thinks like, oh, I'm going to get fucking, I'm going to swim with the fishes. And she basically flats out asking him, like, yo, are you and Tsuriyuki gay? Because, like, he only talks about you and how much he respects you, and you guys talk about the project so much. Like, so y'all fucking? And he's like, no, 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 no. It's not like that, not like that, not like that. And he's like, oh, okay. And then basically they have a heart-to- about how, you know, there was her objective to bring him back and the, he has the easy life. I, she doesn't understand why he doesn't want the easy life. And so what do you, you know, and then also ask them about the fact, like, listen, he like respects you so much. What are you going to do about his feelings? And so Kiyoya basically says, like, listen, he's doing this for his happiness. He's doing this because if he was there with you and in his circumstance, he wouldn't be happy. So I'm just here to support his choices. Um, but at the end of the day, these are his choices. He knows exactly what's going on, he understands the risks and the potential failure, but he's doing it because this is what he wants to do. And so they have, you know, an acceptance of that, and she moves on. And then that's how the episode ends, basically, with him staring at the sky. Um, of uh, I think they're in Fukuoka. I oh, and, so. yeah. And one more uh, thing I did miss as well is that uh, basically they spend Christmas Eve together, Shinoaki and um and uh kyoya and it's a very nice romantic um you know kind of like moment between them very like you know very cute and i love anytime you see any type of yuki scenes which are snow in japanese anytime you see yuki scenes they're always very heartfelt very romantic and emotional you don't ever see casual yuki scenes you see stuff that develops or helps the story or the the feelings or emotions or relationships keep continue and i, I love seeing shit like that just like you have uh fucking hanabi episodes that do the same thing just like yeah. you have beach episodes that are normally very casual um kind of fun um and lead to some other crazy shenanigan um um, uh, Yuki episodes do that same thing. So um, overall, fantastic episode. I can't wait to see what happens next week.
3: Yeah, definitely, definitely great stuff. I loved it. Uh, I'm glad the balls getting rolling again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually, I actually, I actually hope we get to see a little bit of the game. <laughs> yeah, we well, we see the opening intro. I don't know, but I'm saying like actual like a little bit of the gameplay type of thing. Like they they show it off. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for that. I liked how it ended and yeah i believe yeah for the what you said peculiar about the ship i believe that's going to be the case mm-hmm. so hopefully we're hope fingers crossed
2: indeed indeed uh, i can't wait to see it
3: uh all right up next detective is already dead mm. uh, fuck alice <laughs> you can't say fuck Alice because I, I I feel a little bad for her. So. I do, I do. I mean we'll we'll, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh we picked up where we left off. Um Siesta and then uh, you know
2: Every time I hear Siesta, I think of R. Kelly who's currently in the trial. You know, like you said, Fiesta, Fiesta, Fiesta. So every time I hear Siesta I'm like, Siesta.
3: Haters wanna hate siesta. Lovers wanna love. I'm why not, not...
1: don't you piss on me? Piss. <laughs> piss on you or pee on you.
3: <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, Siesta was to Alice, like, why are you still here? Yeah. Your yeah, thing's done. And she's, you see Siesta getting jealous. Like, hey, I'm going to take Kibihiko with me for this a little bit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she's like, "What the fuck you doing?" Uh, you find out a girl's heart got taken out. So uh, they all go to this old to this uh, the mother's house. Say, "Hey, what happened?" And she says, "Yes, again, personally." Hey, any any behavior? Mm-hmm. I was like, "Like, hey, like, stop it," <laughs> type of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, it's like, "Like, what'd you do? Like, what was your re- what was your relationship with her later on?" Mm-hmm. So the mother's getting you see the mother getting uncomfortable and distraught. Yeah. And then Alice like stop stops to like break. Thankfully, changes the setting. Like, hey, you're a great yeah. mom. She could have asked You couldn't ask any more from you. Was yeah. your fault?
2: And they embrace. And yeah, and then they like, I... They embrace on Alice's left side.
3: Yeah, and then CS says, "I'm leaving, uh, Kiyohiko. Uh, fuck you. I was right. You're wrong. How dare you yeah. call me out? I don't want to speak to you again."
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: and then, yeah. And then you see, you see Alice. Well, you see give Alice the ring. Like, hey... Oh, she, yeah,
2: basically Alice was tailing them. And then, at that point, they gave him a ring. We find out later the ring has a fucking homing device yeah. so she could track her because of the fact he keeps losing her. That's what he says. But it's secretly but, because uh, he knows something's up with Alice. Yeah.
3: So as but, Kim- yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, he's like, hey, uh, can you put the ring on me? And so mm-hmm. Kimihiko gets, gets on his knee like she's proposing. See Siesta right there. Like, hey... Uh, you know what? I kind of made a mistake. So, uh, with her eyes closed, mind you, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I made a mistake. Uh, I know mm-hmm. you were trying to do the right thing. Oh, but her eyes. She's like, kind of. Like, I was like, I wish you happiness. Fuck you again. Don't talk to me. Her emotions are everywhere. Honestly, despite being this con collective, kind of like an android, but,
1: hmm
3: mm-hmm. But um, and then uh. Kimihiko gets day CCS on the bed, like, don't talk to me, I'm upset. And then Kimihiko gets a call, like, hey, something happened to Alice. like he rushes over in the alleyway, you see the cop dead, and then uh Alice's left side, like what, it was a right side or left side? Uh
2: the cop, the cop was the left side. Alice Let's got shot Alice. on the right. Hey, Alice yeah. got shot on the right.
3: Yes, and then you see that like, they get hospitalized. Uh Kimihiko stays with Alice for a little bit, and CS is like, you know, this is that. What was that? What was that girl's name? Hell, hell, yeah, like, like, this is clearly hell. She's finding the hearts and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you believe, like you probably believe it too, for uh, why you gave her the homing device. And Kimihiko's like, no, stop it. I don't want to hear about hell. Like she's just a little girl, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Like, uh, like how can you be that heartless just because of this one person? And mm-hmm. then they're in this abandoned church where it's like she's C S is looking for help. That's
2: not like an abandoned church. That's the same church that the original murder happened in.
3: Right. Okay, sorry. But it, the, they're still in the church, regardless. Yeah. And then you see Alice saying, Hey, um, she's right. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, uh Yeah, this is uh this is really it. Uh, it's gonna be my last time seeing you. Like she actually like you saw Alice like being generally like, I really wanted to do this with you and everyone. Mm-hmm. But she knows she can't. And then Chameleon shows up and takes her.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, actually, you're forgetting the fact that uh, Siesta
3: basically... So basically, Alice apologizes
2: and at the same time that he apologizes she switches into hell mode and right. lunges at Not Kimihiko the with the fucking kitchen knife. By the way, we're also forgetting little details that led to this moment. At the moment that Kimihiko, at the very beginning of the episode, Kimihiko and Siesta are talking Alice shows up out of nowhere less than five minutes after she shows up the ambulance comes and that's how they know that the fifth uh, attack happens. At the same time that before the ambulance happens, they realize the kitchen knife is missing Yeah. Also, when Siesta I'm sorry, when, um, when Alice Alice is shot, and you see the police officer stabbed. Uh, Siesta notices, and we there's a, a pan on the it same the viewer. It's the same kitchen knife. So um, there's always little, little details. And then finally, they basically put the pieces together. And as I had mentioned, when the mother was being embraced by Alice after that talk, and she hugged the left side, the mother said, I feel like it was my daughter talking to me just now because of the fact that her daughter's heart was inside of fucking hell, a.k.a. Alice. And so, as Matt said, basically, she admits it, says she's sorry, but she basically has two people inside of her. She switches into uh, hell mode, yep, attacks then, fucking Kimi, and Siesta basically, in an instant, de- disarms her, puts her on her head, puts the her gun to her head. However, Kimi fucking, because he's distraught over everything, because he actually genuinely likes Alice as a human... Yes pulls out his strap and was like, no, don't do it. And this provides the opportunity for Chameleon to sneak in, grab, uh, grab Alice. And basically they ask, like, what are you going to do? They're like, oh, I'm going to take her to our base. That's 700 nautical miles away. Sounds like you guys want her. Come find her. And so he escapes and basically Kimiko and um, – I'm sorry, and Siesta, like they sit back to back and Kimihiko's upset. And he's like, well, now what? He's like, well, first we're going to go to the supermarket –
1: yeah, we're getting, getting pie
2: best, we're getting the best apples that they have we're gonna make some pie and after we eat that delicious pie my we're gonna have my pie, that pie. <laughs> yeah i was just about to say we thought the same thing
3: the siesta pie
2: siesta pie after siesta pie we're gonna go fucking save your friend
3: not mine she's, she's, she's your headache now.
2: <laughs> basically so uh good shit though as a whole um i don't you know i was kind of mad i didn't see that like sooner that would have made like it would have made sense. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Right.
3: Uh, so. All right. Let's get to Girlfriend Girlfriend.
2: Oh, God. This whole episode was so fucking cringe, dude.
3: It was funny. Uh, at the same time, dude. Ah, uh, now we know Saki Saki's a cuck.
2: <laughs> we do. By the way, I, I, knew, I knew what they were referencing, but what does NDR stand for? NDR?
3: Yeah. It's, uh, hold
1: on. I, 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 I,
3: was, happy I, I, I was I, I was just, I, like, I, I was,
0: but like, I was explaining we...
3: this to my partner too at the same time. Hold on. Sorry. And you what, know what's crazy? Was it, well, was it NDR or was it NTR?
2: It was NTR or NDR, something like that.
3: Because I know it was a cuck fade, like, yeah, like she's like, like the per- like the person being cheated on watches it.
2: Yeah, and then she, and then Saki Saki says like I don't know why. I'm excited.
3: Yes. <clears throat> so the- uh uh
2: Need on air, okay.
3: Yeah.
2: Need on air, okay. Um r a r e. Yeah, need on air. Um Air. whatever. In any case. Uh, yeah, so basically the episode focuses on uh, the continuing evolution of um Saki and Noya uh basically now trying to out. deflect and Nagisa basically trying to deflect Milika's um love for um for Rika. Naoya for Naoya. I, I call her Milika, but it is Rika. I know she's Milika to me. But in any case, she's trying to they're basically trying to deflect that love, and so um Naya and his fucking stupidity. God, no, not only does he scare me with his eyes, but he's so fucking stupid. Like he's really fucking dumb, dude. They're 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 always dense. He's really a fucking Riri when it comes to this whole fucking situation. But in any case, he's like, oh, Saki's lonely. And in the middle of class, basically, like, nope, we're gonna stay together. And so Saki's on his lap in the middle of class. And the fucking the teacher was like, okay. Like, bro, you have a whole ass girl sitting on this man's lap. And so I was like, she
3: could, she could be bouncing on his dick. She could watch. be bouncing
2: on his dick, and nobody would know. However, they that gets blown anyway because Nalia drops his eraser, and so. I touch her breast. So as he's going to grab the eraser, his hand slides up and he grabs her titty, and fucking Saki's ah! And everyone turns around. They're like, "I just grabbed my eraser. I'm sorry, I touched her boob, but didn't mean to." So that was cringe as fuck, and basically they go back and forth um in regards to it uh milica really is trying to get doing her damnedest to get closer to fucking and naoya is being fucking oblivious as fuck that like yo this bitch likes you dude and so saki and nagisa come up with some crazy ass fucking excuse that basically says that she's a bitch in heat (laughs) and that fucking she's horny and she'll fuck anything and um when uh asks like okay does that happen to you girls Like, are you girls getting heat? And Saki goes, I have small tits, so it doesn't happen to me, which leaves singles out Nagisa. And Nagisa's like, What the fuck, dude? Like, really? And fucking stupid Naoya was like, oh, if you're ever in heat, let me know. I don't know what I can do for you, but we'll work it out together. And fucking Nagisa's like, this guy's fucking idiot. Uh, Saki set me up. And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll be sure to depend on you.
3: And fucking, yeah, it's like, okay, uh, let me uh, let me hold you for a bit, Saki.
2: Oh, yeah, so basically they were saying about how, like, oh, I want to be held too, and so... Um, fucking um, Saki
3: allows it. For Saki no allows
2: reason. it. She's like, you know, whatever. Go ahead. I'll walk away. Do your thing. And um Naoya is like, I want you to watch. I want you to understand. Like, we're not doing anything beyond this. Whatever. And watch, so, yeah, so fucking Saki goes behind the door and like creeps, like like she's like peeping, like a peeping tom. And they hug. And fucking, this becomes too much for Nagisa. Her heart is like doki doki pounding. Yeah,
3: yeah it's like, like, it's, like it's, it's an intimate hug. <laughs> it's an intimate hug.
2: Uh, They hug a couple times, and so Nagisa collapses because her heart's like, oh my god, Naoya, I love you. And so fucking Naoya... Goes in like he's like gonna Open her legs or kiss her or something And Saki starts thinking like The worst things like oh they're gonna have sex In front of her and we see images of a Naked Nagisa and a naked Naoya Before he sticks it in and she's Shaking her head and she's like oh my god I'm in an NTR situation But I I like it what the fuck Why am I so broke I I, I, I can't look away What kind of kink is this that I'm into This is fucking wrong And he finally she finally walks in on them and they're like, "Oh, Saki, Saki!" And fucking Aoya gets uppercutted to fucking hell, and that's, yeah, that felt good. And that's the end of that. And so the episode basically ends. Um, same thing that basically throughout the episode, where Milika comes into the class uh, for for the girls, and um, oh, I'm skipping a part too. Yeah. One of the funny things is that, again, Milika's following them throughout the school, following them throughout the school. Their next class is P.E. They end up going into um, a, a locked room and janitor's, janitor's closet of some sort and um, uh, Naoya's like "What's what are you going to do and um, Saki's like well I'm going to change and he's like oh like okay I won't look and she starts getting changed whatever and then they have a conversation and then Naoya's like oh I can see your pants and fucking Saki's like dude like when we were kids we took we took baths together like we've seen each other's stuff and she's like it doesn't matter if you see my underwear but when he sees her underwear she freaks the fuck out but Nagisa fucking plays Captain Sabaho and yep. fucking basically Black Blackmails Milika anonymously saying like I know what school you go to If you don't meet me on the top of the roof um, I'm going to tell everybody So she rushes up to the roof Throughout this whole thing we see Milika is definitely out of shape Because she runs and she's always out of breath Um But in any case, she goes to the roof, and she's like, oh, there's nobody there, damn it, whatever. And it's allowed Saki to get changed and all of that. But um, anyway, the episode ends basically same thing. She goes to the classroom, she's trying to talk, whatever, and they get to, like, argument and then fucking Naoya and his infinite knowledge is like, oh, I think you like me, but whatever. And fucking, they're like, no, don't say it out loud. Nagisa and fucking Saki are like, no, don't say it out loud. You just ruined everything basically in their heads. And so Milika gets super duper embarrassed because he does this, of course, because now it's a fucking loud mouth. He does it in front of the whole class, and the whole class is like, oh And fucking Milika panics, grabs Noe, like, come with me. And fucking, they run out the classroom together. And Saki is like, ah, oh, And runs after them Then the episode. Yep.
3: Cringe yeah. words fuck the whole time. Yeah, cringy, but still funny. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's let's keep going here. Again, a lot of funny stuff on that one. Yeah. Let's go with uh, Realist Hero. <laughs> yes, I was just about to say Realist Hero.
2: Yeah, yeah. Realist Hero. Um, a good episode as a whole. Um, yes, we, we basically see throughout this whole process, as everyone knows, being a world leader, there's multiple facets you have to look at, whether it's you know domestic stuff, foreign stuff. Um. You know, infrastructure, uh, fucking supply and demand. And we see today's or last week's theme is uh, disaster recovery. And so um, basically as they're building the roads, uh, first off, Soma actually likes the fact that um, how and my cat's going crazy right now i'm sorry about that um hal is basically his age and soma's like oh i'm just looking for a friend to talk to and even though like fucking he's trying to be all prim and proper because he doesn't want to get his ass beat by his dad and we see fucking um what's the girl's name the fox girl
3: the fox girl
2: yeah the fox girl i forget her name the mage
3: Yeah, 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 yeah anyway
2: his childhood friend basically is trying to like direct him wrong yeah Whatever the fuck, it's kind of funny. But um, as they're discussing like the roads and watching them being built, there's a um, a, a hawk, a messenger hawk that goes to uh, Alicia, and Alicia opens the the message, and we find out that there's a humongous disaster in um in her the village. Forest in the forest basically there was a landslide and over half the village is covered and so they rush over there um they try to do like you know quick disaster recovery because there's no precedent for this basically um under soma's watch and so they get there and they over 100 people are dead already they manage to save i don't know like 40 something people but everyone else is dead basically
3: Uh, you're you're forgetting these are the dark elves aisha's family Yeah,
2: yeah the dark elves basically so this is her clan basically so um and Soma, using living poltergeist, he makes these wooden mice that he carves himself and he sends the mice to try and find people. So he's able to find people that are breathing, people that are stuck under luggage, or I'm um, sorry, luggage under fucking rubble. And he finds a mangled body and he just fucking, he's like, and he vomits. And he's like, I'm sorry, I just saw a mangled body. And then fucking his friend, uh, Hal, is like, um like oh yeah that's you know your living thingy whatever which is basically the living poltergeist and he's like yeah you know and he explains how the power works and so we also which i love this part of the episode we get an explanation there's an intimate moment but with not intimate but like a a nice heart to heart with alice and um and soma after um we find out her father's brother her uncle basically lost lost his wife and um his only daughter is like fighting for her life and so um we get a heart to heart about how, you know, the the forest is you know, doesn't need protection and the and nature is powerful and nature is beautiful, however, nature will yeah,
3: basically his stubbornness is what caused
2: Yeah, and yeah, basically we find out that her father was against the the cutting of the trees, even though the trees would have helped. It still would have been a possibility because there's no way to stop nature. Um, And it's very applicable to today's society, where you know we need to do stuff in terms of like deforestation. We have to stop deforestation. We have to do like forest culling and things like that, maintenance. Um, But in reality, nature is nature. Nature is powerful. Nature holds no bard. Um, You know, like it's it's a real topic that uh, you know as we uh, you know fucking go along (laughs) people want to deny like climate change and all that shit but nature really really is like the central theme for this and so basically we get that heart to heart it's good heart to heart um the basically once the uh, soma's relief team he calls for a relief team they come and he goes back to the to the uh to the the, the, the city and as he's doing that he's having a heart to heart with uh with Leisha and he basically says like oh you know like I failed and Leisha's like no you did great you say people da, da 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 and he's like yeah but part of my role as a king is I need to fucking prevent these things we didn't do anything to yeah. prevent it my role isn't to to act after the fact my role is to act before the fact and I failed and he basically breaks down balls crying in front of Leisha and Leisha's like so ma like he doesn't. she doesn't know how to act cuz her beloved that she loves so much now is like you like, know
3: just like he's vulnerable type of thing. yeah
2: it is vulnerable moments so it was a, a really good episode as a whole not a lot of action like always um wasn't very funny but um we did get a good lesson a I little guess. bit of conflict <laughs> yeah 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 and it, it was good
3: but yeah a lot of i got i got there's still nothing groundbreaking but it's still an enjoyable series uh, there's no way they're going to wrap this up in 13 episodes. No, not a chance in hell. But, you know, this is... I still recommend it because it's such a
2: unique take on isekai. Yeah. And, you know, as I mentioned, I watched Tsukamichi, which is an isekai. I watched Million, uh, Million Lives, which is an isekai. And Realist Hero is such a, a, a different way of looking at it. You know, like a hero that isn't OP, a hero that doesn't use crazy powers, a hero that's not constantly fighting. It's a hero who's building a world basically with his wit and his, his knowledge. And, you know, we see a little bit of slice of life with his relationship with Alicia and, and Alicia and um, things like that. So it, I'd still appreciate it. Uh, people that well that love isekai may not appreciate it as much, but at the same time, because it's such a unique take on it, it's still, if you're an isekai fan, something that you should definitely watch. And I think Matthew, um, at the end of the episode, we should do an isekai recommendation this week. Yeah, we could do that. All right, we'll do that at the end of the episode. All right. Um, and moving it, on. Moving on. Aqua soap. Ah,
3: We a got a beach episode.
2: <laughs> and it was one of the better beach episodes.
3: Yes, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a fan service type beach episode. It was this, uh mm-hmm. OG telling Kukuru, "Hey, you gotta give you guys the day off. You gotta understand, as a good director, to know when to take a break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So don't come here, all of you. Go enjoy your day. And Kukuru hates it because she wants. You just the money for the aquarium. Mm-hmm. I was just like, hey, I don't give a fuck. Go. The old <laughs> man, like Uru-san, uh, was, was taking care of everything. Yeah, like, hey, 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 he's back from work, so we he, we can work. We can abuse him before he goes injured again. Yeah, for real. Uh, but anyway, uh, they get to the beach. We get uh, Kukurufuka, everyone at the beach. And then you see uh, Kai's siblings. Mm-hmm. Oh, show no, it. Kai's
2: sister. Kai's sister, and then a boy who's constantly there, who actually likes Kai's sister. Uh,
3: I think she. I know. I think he's related to someone. I think Corinne.
0: Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then.
2: No, he's not related to anybody in particular. He's just a, a boy. Ah,
3: okay, so he's just like the friend of the. Of the he's life. a
2: friend who's uh, uh basically a constant visitor. He's got a year long pass, and he always comes along. He actually he shares Kukuru's like nature in terms of, you know, of of the love of of Aqua, uh, Aqua. I was going to say Aqua talk, but that's not right. You know, you know what I mean. Um,
3: yeah,
2: uh, and and the, and the little sister well, hates not... Kukuru. And yes, the little sister hates Kukuru. Um, it's like very she, funny. Like,
3: but, hey, uh, d- hey, uh, Kai, you should marry Fuka instead of Kukuru.
2: Yeah, and we even get a little bit of a little bit of a um, Yuri tease, but you know, it's clear to me that this isn't going to be a Yuri. I think there's definitely going be- I,
3: to. I think it's just 50-50 at this point.
2: <sighs> I don't think so, bro. I think the the, the guys are going to get with the girls in some capacity. We just don't know in, in what way. Um, yeah. The episode, though, which the meat of the episode truly is the focus on Kuya, which is the the really like down, sulking fucking uh, adult. Hates, with the, with, and, hates yeah. working
3: with women. <laughs>
2: hates working with women. Everything's a drag, all that shit. But we find out why that is. Um, basically, Kukuru is like, oh, we're right here. They end up basically the barbecue spot is in front of Gamma Gamma. So they're like, oh, we're already here. Like, I'm just going to take a peek, see how things are going. And as she sees there, she sees uh, Kuya already there talking with her grandfather and they're basically talking about how Kuya, you know could get a new job and he didn't almost call back somebody who wanted to hire him but Kyuya doesn't want to get another job he just wants the the aquarium to stay and we find out the immense respect that Kuya has for kukuru's grandfather we find out from um i forget the girl what's the name of the 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 tourism lady not
3: not not the udon girl the other one yeah not udon um uh tsukimi is it Sukimi? um blue hair
2: right no, the Tsukimi is the is the one from Izudan. Uh, is Udon. Tsukimi is Udon. A uh, Karin.
3: Oh yeah, sorry, Corinne yes.
2: Corinne so we find out from Corinne that she used to be classmates with Kyuya and she tells them the story. She tells the girls the story about how Kyuya was a really energetic, popular, really bright and fucking outspoken guy. And he basically gets asked out by the by the, the the head of a mean girls like faction and he says no, like he wasn't interested, so he rejects her. So in retaliation, like this girl fucks his life up, and creates these crazy rumors, so crazy so much that fucking um the cops get involved and so this disenfranchises um cuya with women and with with life and he becomes a recluse and eventually um when the police do get involved he said fuck it and he quits school and he kind of loses his way he doesn't know what to do until he finds the aquarium and uh Kukuru's grandfather takes him in, and we see that you know we see him like develop from being like a shitty worker to a really good worker, and um his dependence on Kuya, and basically Kukuru's grandfather becomes. Like a second father figure to Kuya, and that's why uh, the aquarium means so much to Kuya, and why Kukuru's right. grandfather means so much to Kuya. So it's a really nice episode. And then at the same time that uh, that Can- yeah, Karen is Kukuru, telling her,
3: yeah, Kukuru hears all this, and she just gets heartbroken. Like she thinks that their OG just given up on, wants to sell it. Like yeah, that's it.
2: yeah, that, that's the conversation with um with uh with Kukur. I'm sorry, with Kuya and uh, and her grandfather. Yeah,
3: so Kukuru but, starts sorry. While, go ahead.
2: Yeah, sorry, but I was gonna say, but while this story is happening and Karine's telling the girls Kuya's story, Kuya's you know talking to um to to Kai, and by the way, they're all drunk, which is very interesting. They're all like, yeah. 16 and they're fucking drinking, but in any case, they're all drunk, and basically, he basically tells her, he tells him, you know, a similar story, you know, about about his circumstance and stuff and um it it basically came with a nice moral of the story basically in terms of of fighting for for you know what you want i guess and stuff so
1: yeah
2: um it was a really really solid episode we get the backdrop from Kuya, so um yeah i loved it great episode and by the way i love i absolutely love to me the the ed for aquatope is the ed of the season
3: oh yeah for sure this and vanitas are very close together (sighs) i have to listen to vanitas's i still
2: have not listened to vanitas's low-key um duke of death is also really good um but yeah i mean fucking i could just see like a beautiful concert happening whenever i hear the ed for fucking aqua so to me it's it's my fucking (laughs) ED. but um yeah so um great episode for sure um moving on let's go how many do we have left we have we got two
3: left let's go. let's go with duke of death we'll close with kageki shoujo <laughs> okay um duke of
2: death so uh yeah another good episode of duke of death um basically the first
3: half focuses on um on uh, viola. viola and calf And you see the Walter, I think that's the brother's name. Yeah,
2: that's the brother's name. So basically it starts off with Walter uh, finding out that Viola's been visiting her brother, and Walter is a dick. He hates his brother because he's the firstborn and he's got this curse, and it's preventing him from fucking taking over as the head of the family. That's all all he cares about. But Viola, like we said before, genuinely cares about her brother and stuff, so he defends her and then at the same time tells her brother like, please don't tell mom I'm visiting him because her mom's a bitch, their mom is a bitch. And so he actually does doesn't tell. Says that she's going yeah.
3: Because of to... his one weakness, being number two, he's he's fucking Bono, Bono. Uh... Bono like the biddy.
2: <laughs> yeah, so he bitches a lot about being number two, and yes. so, um, you know, we get and we get some playfulness between Viola and everybody that's there. As uh, Matt said, basically, he meets Cuff, and uh, Cuff is there because she's illiterate, and so she's trying to learn how to to, re- to read and write. To press Zane to impress zane which is cute and so uh viola meets her for the first time thinks she's a burglar and attacks her and we see like a kind of cute etchy moment between them but it's funny how um everybody mistake mistakes i'm like oh we'll just come back you guys are busy you know doing yeah, well, she, stuff. well
3: she got her tied up
2: yeah <laughs> like, tied how, at- and,
3: and on top of her like and you she, can't go anywhere
2: yeah for real that was funny that i laughed at that um uh, but yeah it was an episode you know a, Back and forth a little bit of Viola and Rob and whatnot. But the center of the episode basically focuses on uh, Alice and Bochan. And they're playing chess on a cold, stormy night, uh, winter night. And so it's a snowstorm outside. And um, Alice starts reminiscing on the first time that she met Bochan. And we see Bochan at his lowest. And in his full despair, after after he's cursed, um, he's by himself. All he has is Rob. And Alice comes in. And he's like, how dare you bring somebody? I didn't tell you to hire nobody. And and we see Bochan is just a complete asshole to fucking Alice. And they tell him, like, oh, you guys have met before. Say, I don't fucking know where I would have met her, da 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 and he basically tests her. and um throughout the episode, and she does everything she can because Alice, even at this time still genuinely loves and and cares about um about bochan and eventually he manages to she manages to basically impress him so and she's there for him comforts him when he's crying all of that and then something clicks with the bochan after he basically says like oh i'm gonna just die so he goes out in the middle of a snowstorm and he resigned himself to death and alice saves him and um he realizes like oh shit like there was a girl that i used to, that was my friend i never saw her oh my god, that girl is Alice, and that's when he realizes that he likes Alice, and their feelings are reaffirmed, and he accepts her and all of that. So that was a very, very cute, uh, very, very cute, uh, I guess, moment between them, and it was a very cute episode as
3: a whole, like always. Yeah, no, uh, yeah I definitely like the whole backstory of how um, Alice remembers when uh, Bochan saves her when she when uh, she was done taking care of her aunt, very ill, <clears throat> Basically, like she was a loner, that Bocham actually made her like genuinely happy, and that she wanted to repay that at the uh, to the very end. Mm-hmm. And that's why she decided, like, yeah, I know about your cars, I know about everything. That's why I want to be here with you. I want to be with you forever, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I chose this, and like, she like she she confessed about saying it basically mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a way. And I thought it was really sweet and very well done. Yeah, I mean, honestly, bro, like, if
2: the if the, if the couple of the couple this season isn't going to come from fucking from remake, uh, it's Bochan and Alice. I yeah, no. I'm i not watching Vanitas, but... Uh, even I know, I know.
3: It, I, like, I love this stuff in Vanitas, but I would definitely still say Bochan and Alice. So. Yeah, Bochan and Alice,
2: unless we get a, a nice relationship from Kageki K- Shoujo at some point, but I don't know. Uh, the way we're looking, probably not.
3: Uh, I will talk about Kakashi Shoujo because this yes. one, is when one I paid attention to. Like, I'm so mad, bro. I'm so I, mad. I, I know, but at the same Karo. time, at the same time, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I just, you
2: know, I, I felt bad right. for my
3: boy. Uh, Karo, the one, the the girl even hated. No, I don't really hate her. I thought she was the one you didn't like. No, I don't like
2: fucking. Um, What's her face's sensei?
3: Oh, I talk I was talking about the students. I thought you didn't like her in terms of students. Huh.
2: No, I don't like the other bitch, the one with the, the class president. She's a bitch.
3: Oh, okay. Sorry. Class, okay. I didn't really oh, like her. Ha- I didn't like Haru
2: at first, but then we understand the pressure, and especially with this episode, that definitely helps warm you up. Yeah, to her. She
3: had she had so much pressure in into going mm. this and you find about some sort of vacation, she went home basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh there's a there's a, there's this bus stop with uh, Suji and Kyle, where they met, like about what? A couple years ago. We we were we were like to say, a year before, year before. Sorry, before she got the academy, and then she
2: was a to... senior, yeah, she was a senior in high school, trying her best because that she, she had. Apply.
3: She, this was her final year for the yeah. to, get, to get to the school. Not, yeah,
2: she had failed three times, and you know, people that she had trained with had all gotten in, but she hadn't.
3: Don't yeah, know why. And, it's not the Yeah, and she wanted to be in the the Kyoka trope, which is where the Mm -hmm. females are play the male roles type of Mm -hmm. thing. And then uh, you find out again, the her grandma's in the hospital. Uh, You find out more about like the pressure again, like she, the fact that, and it shows it shows that family connections don't get you this position, which is good. In reality, like like you for for some places, yeah, like you still Mm -hmm. have to earn it. And then she hears uh, Suji talking. Talking a little bit like, hey, like your brother's this famous baseball player. Okay, could you give this to him? I like, no, mm-hmm. I want nothing to do with that. Like, this
2: and breaks that girl's heart,
3: yeah. And good, rightfully so, because that's not, mm-hmm. he's not a messenger, he's his own person. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, because of the fact that they were overshadowed by previous family, like they were popular than them type of thing, they're still trying to find their own identity in terms of what they want to do for the future. Mm-hmm. They bought it over that. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of sweet moments with that. Mm-hmm. But eventually, it's like, uh, Suji, like, do you really want to play baseball? Because he's, he was always a bench warmer. Mm-hmm. He's like, why am I wasting my time? Do you ever feel that way? And in a very
2: powerful and emotional moment, we see and that. Hurt,
3: and, and that got her.
2: Yeah, Caro breaks down and she's like, no, I've never felt that way because this is what I want. I really want this. No one will understand how much I want this. And I figured you, you said, did. And then
3: she said goodbye to him.
2: Yeah, not like you. Goodbye. And you see the fucking fireworks going off. And normally with Hanabi episodes, as I alluded previously, they're very happy. They advance relationships. In this instance, this Hanabi episode... Killed this relationship. She ran with tears in her eyes, and and, and the, singing.
3: She was singing. singing
2: in the previous episode. Yeah, previously in the in in the episode, she um was was like, running run on the beach and singing, and she struggled. And in, in this moment of sadness and despair, she's running in her fucking sandals in her kimono, and she's singing and she's singing beautifully as the fireworks are going off behind her, and there's tears streaming down her eyes, and she completes the song, and it's a beautiful song that's told as well. And so, um, yeah, dude, she goes through all the extremes. She blocks his number. Um, yeah.
3: Nothing, nothing to do with him. And then eventually huh. she gets in, like she eventually gets in and Then uh, she's walking down the street and she sees the TV. It's a baseball game. Mm-hmm. and she sees Suji on there. I think mm-hmm. he's actually playing. And, and he then the home run like wins. She starts line. crying. Like she yeah. was happy for him. Yeah. And then you find out they they lost the championship game the first round. I'm like ah, yeah.
2: but regardless, he still he had that moment. And in a beautiful twist at the end, this is basically a daydream. And we find yeah. out Summer was this is a daydream. We return to present life, and we see uh, Sarisa, uh Tell her like, oh, like uh Caro, Caro, look. And then it, it's a viral it's like bus stop. It's a viral um thing. They're like, isn't this your hometown? This is a bus stop. And they said somebody left a letter on the bus stop and it said 2K, I'm still playing baseball. I hope things are going well for you. And then it basically says, please leave it up for the summer um and so they're like no one knows if it's for a man or a girl or who wrote it whether it was a boy yeah, or a girl no, but, but Karu so romantic, who it was. and Caro knew immediately who it was it was addressed to her and Sarasa says like isn't that so romantic and Caro for the first time smiles and she said yeah yeah that is really romantic and in her head she's like you know um one day you know when i make it big and i'm i'm a top star um i'm gonna leave you box seats and then hopefully we can talk about how i used to love you and it was like, "Fuck, bro! That was yeah. that was that was a great that was a nice
3: little yeah, time." This is probably my favorite for the week. So, uh, the it, I don't think this is my favorite. I think my favorite
2: goes to remake. No,
3: no honestly, no.
2: Um, Revengers or, or Aquatope?
3: Ah, uh, uh, yeah, those are fair. Those are fair. But as well, I like the backstory of Kara and then Suji. That dynamic, or well, what could have been like they. Like she has thought about it.
2: I don't like, you know, truth be told, I don't like what could have been because I think about that a lot with my relationships, especially because, yeah. like, I communicate with some of these girls consistently, you know, still, which you shouldn't do. Uh, advice, you know, if that's the road that you end up on, don't revisit that, but because i'm stupid and i do i always think about the what ifs with you know situations that i'm in and so i don't like looking at at what ifs because it it hits home um but yeah at the same time because it does hit home it it does make it more meaningful and more impactful to me so i totally understand why you thought this would be your yeah
3: Yeah, this is definitely up to my speed (laughs) yeah 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 for sure for sure all right uh all right uh closing thoughts for the seasonal episodes um I can't wait to see Uramichi.
2: I can't wait to see uh to your eternity. Um I'm looking forward tomorrow to um to slime because we're going to get the Walpurgis arc and uh, of course, you know, I'm looking forward to everything else that we're going to get with uh My Villain Academia, with um with remake and and the love story and and everything else. Aquatope and see how that develops and see what we get from there. So, um a lot of exciting shit and I'm looking forward to it.
3: Alright, we're going to take one more commercial break. We'll give you an anime recommendation and then we are going to sign off. Stay tuned. Alright, we're back. Tadaima! Alright, and as Ethan mentioned, we are going to do a isekai recommendation mm-hmm. for all mm-hmm. of you lovely people. Ethan, since you picked it, will let you go first.
2: Isekai recommendation. I, I have an obvious one, but I want to see if I could pick a less obvious one it's just there's so many good isekais it's very hard to fucking pick a particular one right um i'm trying to go through my list really quick to see if i can find a good fucking isekai Um, you know what i'm gonna go with my comedy isekai because it's always the best konosuba
1: i was gonna
2: i was gonna go with re-zero but eh, i don't want to put depression let's go with fucking uh re-zero you know honestly um one thing as we mentioned last week uh mashoku tensei uh, part two of i'm sorry part two of season one was announced so if i'm gonna suggest a newer one um, I would definitely suggest everybody catch up on Mashoko Tensei. It's available on, on Hulu, um, so you can watch the first half, Um, and it gets good. Everyone knows at the beginning it's a little etchy uh, with some sexual portions, but as a whole, um, it's a really good isekai. So if you want to watch one that's current for sure, definitely watch that one. And again, in the fall season, I believe it's in fall, Um, we're going to get uh, core two of season one, so for sure.
3: All right, so that's your recommendation? Mm-hmm. All right, um, this one people are already know, and it kind of counts. Uh, Inuyasha, mm. it, it technically does count. in Isakai. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Okay, so
3: it's another world. Except she didn't die; she just she just come and go as she wishes. <laughs> mm. Or uh, till then, but uh, anyway, everyone knows Inuyasha, Kagome, Naraku, probably one of the better villains in that type of genre. <laughs> uh, Shoshomaru, Roku, Sango. Again, a lot a lot of great characters. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely rushed with the final act, but then again, mm-hmm. that feels like they had to end it. Uh, just don't watch uh, Yashihime. <laughs> uh, that was a train wreck. It started good. It started good. Mm-hmm. But uh, what would you call it? Uh, Iyashiki is the only one that's Something that could actually feel like an Ilyasha show, just not Toa and Setsuna. Mm-hmm. What was the name? Tora? I think.
2: I don't know. I don't watch
3: Ilyasha, so I don't know. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's my recommendation, Inuyasha. Uh We talked our cake. We ate it too. We are now full of cake. Follow me on Twitter at Phoenix 12 uh, uh, We want to thank W2M Network for having us on their various. Uh, podcasts like spotify amazon apple uh, we also want to thank chair radio for having us on there for the iHeartRadio radio and various uh we can listen to your favorite local podcasts uh even your plugs Yep, you can catch me on
2: my anime Instagram, ai underscore anime 24. You can catch me on my podcast Instagram, podcast.senpai um, You can catch me on Twitter at s-h-o-s-t-o-p-p-a-2-4 Catch me on analyst.co at shostoppa two um, four nine. two four nine. If you click in the uh, the the link uh, link trees inside of any of those bios you'll find links to my other stuff including my other two podcasts the orlando tragics podcast shout out to b ronin available on spotify Apple music and on soundcloud um shout out to the mma for marks podcast available on youtube um and then we're now going to switch to audio soon so we're going to see how where we'll upload that stay tuned for that um and i think that's it
3: Right, uh Until next time, Arigato, Neta Ofaku and Sayonara. Sayonara, Minasan.
0: Saving starts with Xfinity. Get a great price on Xfinity Internet. Plus, ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us, and for a limited time, three hundred dollars back when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to xfinitycom saving. Call one eight hundred Xfinity or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. There's nothing more important than being with the people you love. And with Verbo, you can find the right space and amenities to stay together and make new memories together. Verbo has private, whole vacation homes for the whole family. So whether it's around the pool, grill, or patio, your family will have the space and privacy to finally relax and reconnect. Download the Verbo app. The time for getting back together is now.